The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light him up, light him up, light him up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. Saturday, December 17, 2022, and this could be a train wreck. We're we hoping are, for that. It probably is. We are uh, taking live messages from our viewers and uh, on the Contact Us page of the Cigar Authority and on Facebook and YouTube. Ask us anything. Uh, it could be about cigars or it could be about anything. Welcome, everybody, to... The Cigar Authority. And you are listening to The Cigar Authority now in its 13th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. 35, the over and under. Questions that will be... Uh, under. Under? Under. 35? Oh, over. We're not getting to 35 unless they're asking yes or no questions. Uh, that's what we did. <laughs> By the way, it's just pretty cool. We have a listener in the chat room, Christine Hicks, who's streaming YouTube in Washington State to a husband in Antarctica oh boy. through a phone card based in Colorado. So we were literally going around the world. There we go. In Antarctica. Antarctica. It's probably even colder there, oh, it's right? Probably it sounds colder cold. than a witch's tent. Yeah, it sounds cold. Uh, thank, thanks for tuning in. Uh, all right, uh, let's light up a cigar and start answering questions and stuff. What do we have here, Barry? Well, today's first cigar is the Intemperance Whiskey Rebellion, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Roma Craft Cigars. The size we're lighting up is a four and a half by 52 called the Jefferson, and it features an Ecuadorian Habana wrapper, Indonesian Basuki binder, fillers from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. It is part of the Cigar Authority care package. A single will set you back eight nineteen, while a box of 24 is one seventy two ninety nine, which comes out to just seven twenty one per cigar. That's a savings of about $24 or 12% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, go to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. So Jefferson, I'm imagining Thomas Jefferson. Yes. Uh, it says 1790. Why not George Jefferson? George Jefferson? Moving it on could, up. It could be. Oh, so now we're smoking, a, yeah, <laughs> we're smoking a better cigar. We're moving on up. 1794 Whiskey Rebellion. This is before they outlawed whiskey, though. I'm confused about... Um, the date and time when this is, but uh, let's time to cut, cut our light. cigar. Yeah, let's cut it. It's time to cut our cigar. Uh, the official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars—they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. excellence. So the Whiskey Rebellion took place in 1794, and it was an uprising of farmers and distillers in western Pennsylvania in protest of a whiskey tax. 
Ah, okay. Can we protest cigar taxes? Sure. Yeah. We don't do that. No. It, it, there's a little remnant of almost whiskey barrel. Like there's an oaky yeah. component. You would think that this is uh, barrel aged, I would say. Yeah, I get the oak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little little uh, <clears throat> tingling around the lips. It's spicy. It's got this little uh, not yeah, the, all the way wrapper. Skip stuff you cannot, especially in this intemperate line, you cannot blind taste test the staff on that because as soon as you see that the wrapper doesn't go all the way to the end, you know whose it is. Barely, just barely ends up doing it. So it's not offensive to me that it doesn't do that. Like It's like a fat guy in a little coat. Yeah, fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to light our cigar today um, with the... Jonathan, just to prep you, Yeah, I haven't set the shot up, so you're going to have to move to wherever I'll, the camera... I'm, I'm on no, it. You, I'm on you'll it. be all right. You ready? I'm ready. We're going to light our cigar today with the Sabre by Vertigo. Sabre by Vertigo features single action, and two jets angled for pinpoint accuracy. Those jets are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, and on board we have a V-cut cutter. With a hole in the back so all the schmuckus can can fall out and not get caught in the lighter. The Sabre by Vertigo retails for $29.99. Wait a minute. What's that right next to you? My coffee? No. My phone? It's no. with Jonathan Sharon in the second hour. He doesn't really He's not looking yet. at the screen. Oh, so that's, no uh, that's the Oban 18 that huh. Brett slash Brad gave me. <laughs> slash Dave? What's Or is it Mark? What's your... Th- Rick. That's Rick. his third name, Rick. <laughs> really? Every time someone says the wrong name for him, we just add it to his also known as list. Okay. Wow, this is strong, as I remember. I don't smoke all that much of um, skip stuff because it's strong. Uh, but believe me. between Backo. Yeah, between these other three guys, Skip, they're, they're uh, handling it for you, no problem. <laughs> but I do remember... Um, and I believe it was the intemperance when I was in Cuba with him and I happened to be somewhere at night and I didn't have a cigar on me. So of course I just went up to the bar and said, can I buy a cigar? Cause everywhere we went was selling cigars and they said, Oh, we don't have cigars here. And I'm like, Oh, wow. And you know how bad you want a cigar when you can't oh, you don't yeah. have a cigar. I probably had 10 cigars that day, <laughs> but I, and he pulled one out and he said, you want one of these? I said, yeah. And it was hands down, it was in the temperance, and it was hands down the best cigar I had. I was there for seven days. It was the best cigar I smoked in seven days, and I smoked everything. And uh, simply better than any Cuban I had on my first trip, uh, or maybe ever. And we'll get a little into that in the after show, because in the after show we're talking about... um, Cigar ratings, and especially Cigar Journal. Mm. Uh, cigar Aficionado just came up with their ratings. So here I saw it, and I said, you want to talk about this? So uh, they, so they it, rated a, 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 um, a Cuban cigar, Cigar of the Year. And if you were to reduce down uh, chicken piccata sauce, down all the way to it's a powder, and then you put the powder on popcorn with no butter because there's already butter in the piccata sauce. So... You put that on the popcorn, and that's what you get on this Jefferson. No, this is yeah, spicy as can crack. be. Yeah, you're not even close. It's pepper and cinnamon. Yes. Cereal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> pepper and, little, and cinnamon cereal. There's a little peanut shell in there, too. Ah. 
Yeah, just, a, no. just a hint of it. All right, so today uh, is Ask Us Anything. Uh, we've never done this before. Uh, the rules are they can ask anything they want. We are allowed to take the fifth. Uh, so what is the fifth? That's the Fifth Amendment. You have the right not to, uh, especially if it's... Have the right to remain silent. Yes, if, if you want. You can actually take the sixth if you want also, which is uh, a speedy trial. We'll, we'll immediately go into a speedy could we, trial. If could we want. say the fourth that we don't want the uh, government to put soldiers in our home and have us you, you room and do, board them? Yes, you can do that if you want right. to. I'll take a fifth of Oban. There we go. I'll take the fifth. I'm moving this to the other <laughs> side, to the non-alcoholic side of the stage. Um, so question, uh, as questions come in, uh, Barry and Ed will grab and pick the best ones that are out there. And... Uh, We'll, we'll uh, see where we go from there. And um, Jonathan has a bunch that was sent into the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com in advance because we're not probably going to look at that as, as it's going on, but he has printed out a bunch of them. Um, and if they're not coming in strongly enough, maybe we'll ask each other uh, a question. Uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Um, and uh, we'll see how the whole show goes. So the first question I'm going to give to you is, uh, do you remember your first cigar, Mr. Jonathan, first cigar you had? I don't know what the brand was. Uh, it was 1996, and I bought my first cigar from you across the street. I walked in on my 18th birthday and said, today's my birthday. I would like to, to buy a cigar. I actually want to buy two cigars. Uh, I had my underage friend in the car waiting mm. outside, and... You showed me around the shop. And I did. You did personally. You picked out the cigar, and I got two of them. That was your we chance to run. Make it up to the register, and you said that'll be twelve sixty nine or whatever. Yeah. And I said, "What the fuck?" And you go, "What? What's wrong?" I go, "You've got to ask me for my ID." <laughs> and you said, "I believe you," because you were bald and had a beard. And I said. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't matter if you believe me. This is a rite of passage. You have to ask me for my ID so I present it so I can prove that I'm 18. And you go, all right, kid, give it to me. So I hand over my ID, and you made a big deal. There were maybe six other guys sitting in the chairs in the lounge. Hey, guys, it's uh, Jonathan's birthday today. And you showed everybody the license. Everybody clapped. Really? And I did, got my cigar. Did they sing? No one sang. No. And did you say, someday I'm going to run this place? No. But uh, <laughs> my buddy threw up. Yeah, nice. We were smoking in his truck, and he had to pull over on the side and, of the highway. And, and he's still threw friends up. with him. Do you know? Oh yeah, since yeah? the third grade, Caleb Owens. Really? Yep. And he ever come to have a cigar with you or anything? He doesn't smoke anymore. <laughs> he's, he's thrown up the last three times that he smoked a cigar, and that's it. You haven't taught him how to do it. How about you, Barry? First uh, cigar. I was underage. Yeah. I was at a uh, an affair, and they had somebody rolling cigars at the event. Uh, my dad grabbed one for him, one for me. And I turned green as green could be. I thought it was the most vile, disgusting thing I ever had in my life. And then I didn't touch another cigar for about 15 years. You don't know what it was? The first cigar after 15 years, first legal cigar was a Macanudo Robust. Yeah, but the first. No, nah, it was no. a hand-rolled Candela. And you didn't like it. You liked yours, Jonathan. Oh, yeah. You liked it. I've never been sick smoking cigars. Really? That's good. Ed Sullivan, first cigar? I think it's the same as yours, maybe. What's yours? Maybe Garcia Vega. Or, same, yeah, yeah. Same high school. Yeah. You know, you, you have your Budweiser Talls and you smoke your Garcia Vega. That's something that I never got because my grandfather smoked El Productos. That was his main cigar. And when he would get something special, it was Romeo and Julieta. And later on, it was La Giana, Hammer and Sickle. 
but I never understood how he could smoke El Productos. I've had them. They're terrible. Yeah. Garcia Vega, terrible. And not that I stayed with it. And listen, they sell billions of them, but that's usually what you stop at. You started with a premium cigar. I started with a premium cigar with with a professional recommendation. Yeah. Ed Sullivan, your first premium cigar? Premium. You don't know? I don't even know. No. I'm not sure either. No. I, I couldn't even guess the word. We're old. We don't remember. Probably like Macanudo, too, because in those days, I mean, the choices were far and few between. It was Macanudo, Tiamo. Um, well, whatever bet- was between the baseball and the basketball cards in the, uh, right. In the display. Right. right. You know, it could have been Don Tomas. They were around in those days. Yeah. So you were early 90s? <clears throat> early 90s? So I was 80s. Yeah. Um, all right. People in our age bracket started with the legacy brands because there was no boutiqueness really, or it was just beginning at that point. Yeah. I just never understood why you would smoke anything but a premium cigar. I mean, I've had them, but I never liked them. I only have always liked the premium on the premium end. doesn't have to be an expensive one, but I just. Yeah, well, there's certainly more people smoking the other stuff than, mm-hmm. uh, than premium cigars, no doubt about it. Okay, do we have any live questions? Yeah, we'll start with the first question. Uh, two people actually with the same question. One put Beautiful. it more eloquently than the other person. Uh, Whiskey Miser wanted to know, Dave, when you croak, who becomes your number one? And uh, Spencer <laughs> Edwards puts, Dave, I come from a family of multi-generational run businesses. I know you got a lot of years left. But what's your uh, plan for two guys? Like eight. Who will come in and take <laughs> over eventually? Uh, so uh, I, I looked into maybe five years or so ago. I um, had a talk with a big company that I have a non-disclosure with that tried to acquire two guys smoke shop and went through the process. And it was a lot, a lot of money, more than I ever need. Um, and the process was very interesting to go through. First off, it told you, told me what the value of the company was, um, which made me feel really good. And um, then as going through the process of it was, what the hell am I going to do after? And um, I'm doing okay with money. I don't have to uh, earn enough. I could retire if I wanted to. But I decided I didn't want to retire. And there's a lot of reasons for this. Uh, Bob Franz Blau, who owned Thompson Cigars years ago, uh, he sold out. And he sold out at the age of 91. Mm. And at the age of 92, he said it was the biggest mistake I ever made in my life. And he was a billionaire. And the biggest mistake was selling out for what? Money? Because it's your, it's your sandbox. Yeah. yeah. This is what you love to do. So I, I can't fathom... Uh, stopping. And I decided with attorneys and with um, 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 fi- uh, financial people uh, that I think they're I, called accountants, accountants that um, I'm okay with dying at the desk and saying, <laughs> okay, I'm going to work the rest of my life. But there may be a time that I'm, my mind goes and I, I just can't there physically may, do it. There may <laughs> maybe, be a time maybe. in the distant, distant future. So if that, if that happens, who steps in for day-to-day operations? Well, or are you pleading the fifth? So Gianna's <laughs> jumping in uh, starting the first of the year in the um, finance side of it, doing um, whatever, which um, Billing. Uh, financial officer, yeah. uh, CFO oh. or whatever. And um, so... Um, she she never liked the retail part of it, but um, that's part of it that happens also. But um, 
I got James, but he's one years old. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I got to hang on for another 20 years. Well, nine Boy. more years, I'm going to give him a cigar. Yeah. I already said it. <laughs> so, uh, but there's, there's going to, it's just going to continue on and, and plans are for it to continue on even after I die for it to continue to go on and on. Uh, don't know exactly how that ends up working, but I'll be gone. So I guess it won't matter, right? Yeah. So you have started some. Well, we have secession planning. I have, as you would say, secession. Secession planning, planning. (laughs) and uh, it it really it all begins. The thought process has been going on for years, but it all begins actually January first that things are going to be moved around in in such a way. But all the um, you know, what do you do if I go into a coma and all that? Oh yeah, I get to pull that plug. Yeah, all that's all set. Everything's yanked right out of the wall. He'll be like, I'm still breathing. My mother will be ninety-two. I'm 62, so if I got any anything like her, I got 30 more years to go, and she can continue to go on, and you know she could be running the company now. If, if I was with where her head is, I could continue to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I got 30 to go, and then start worrying about it, like Bob Franzblau, mm-hmm. um, 91 years old, he sells out. 92, he's bullshit, and a few years later, he died. So maybe he wouldn't have died if he kept going you got to keep your mind your mind going and stuff i say eat all the lectins you want i don't think you have to worry about your body but it's the <laughs> mind the mind has to be sharp right but jonathan will we talk it. all the time about bus factors so we uh, just so that everybody knows yeah. this the part of the succession plan is that i'm as valuable as i am because i have somebody below me that can do my job and that's been the the plan for the last I think he's 10 years He's what? He's advocating for himself. No, no. he's got to train the next guy. I did. I trained the next guy. The next yeah. guy can do my job, and I reach up onto Dave's plate, and I pull stuff off of his yeah. plate so that he has a bus factor. So, we, so we, yeah, the idea is if you get hit by a bus, what happens the next day? Mm-hmm. Somebody can end up jumping in to do it. In a small company like this, there's only 20 employees here. Um, when somebody ends up leaving or whatever ends up happening to them, what ends up happening? Oh, my God, I don't know how to do that. There's nobody who knows how to do that. Everybody should – we should have at least a couple of people yep. that could jump in and help. That helps when you go on vacation. That helps when you get sick or anything that happens or if you leave. So uh, we continue to do that. So um, so I'm going to take two people and combine them into a, yeah. a 1A and a 1B question. Yeah. Steve Puck says the last time we smoked this cigar, the Whiskey Rebellion – Jay said he tasted marble rye. Do you just make up your notes? And Scooter's dad says he's never gotten notes. Is there a way that he can get the cinnamon and the pepper and the oak? And how does he go about doing that? Now that he's saying marble rye, I am kind of tasting that. So <laughs> maybe there's something to that. Well, I had said that it's cereal, right? So there was the the, the flour and, and that, but also, you know, I think pepper is the easiest one. You taste pepper in this, right? Yeah, 100%. I think everybody that's smoking it should should have the pepper component. The majority of Nicaraguan tobacco, I usually get pepper, and it's usually from not being as using a different form of fermentation, different amount of turns than maybe the Dominican does. Yeah, if they're using citric acid, which is, you know, get some lemons and, and oranges and stuff, and 
Um, we say it sprays with water and they put it on. Sometimes they mix in with the water something like a citric acid that's in there and actually kind of speeds up the process that goes along with it, but then you can taste it later on. And uh, that's what I think ends up happening. I know some people use white wine. There's other things in the wash that happens. And also keep in mind that each year is a different vintage of tobacco. So whatever tobacco tasted like marble rye the last time we smoked it, that tobacco has run it, out and the, we're in a different I w- vintage. I would say it's not, not marble rye. Yeah, no. It's, I can see that it too. It just wasn't the prevalent flavor. When I first lit it up, I got more citrusy kind of notes to it right out of the gate. More citrus than pepper. Yeah. But to, those two answer, flavors. Do we make up these these things, yes, they're 100% made up of what we're tasting we're at the moment we're tasting. We're not going back to our old notes to say, yeah, oh, yeah. marble rye, so let's go with marble rye. No, what is it at this moment? And that, that's early on. And it's early on, by the way. If you listen to the Ashhole show, we do this most ridiculous thing at the beginning of the show. We light the cigar up, and one draw, that's the law. It's like just tasting the cigar after a couple of puffs and then saying, okay, what's the strength profile? What's the taste? What's this? And all the mm-hmm. stuff. And we see that it dramatically changes as it goes on. You got to give every cigar a shot here. And this is not enough of a shot yet. So in answer to Mr. Criswell's question, one way to wake your palate up is to have something that is salty, something that is acidic, something that's a little fatty. And while you're smoking, Cheese is a good example. While you're smoking, taste the something and then smoke the cigar and change that order a little bit. And you'll notice that the saltiness of, say, a a sharp cheddar is going to take away whatever salt component is in the cigar and it's going to taste different. And that's just a way of waking your palate up to get beyond where it's just smoke. And aroma, you can do it with aroma. If you say you ground some coffee beans, you smell the coffee beans, now taste the cigar and is it happening? Is that what you taste? Or you say, I think this may be coffee here, maybe. Smell the coffee, taste the cigar. Yes, there is. Okay, I get it. And as dumb as it sounds, I've said it to so many people, and they've said it works. Um, when you eat, you're chewing. So yeah. it's more of a psychological thing. But chew the smoke. Go through that process. And, yeah. And it subconsciously, it, it, it helps. Smack my lips. Yeah. And oh, they know you smack yeah. your lips. But it's for taste. It's for flavor. <laughs> And you know what? I, I don't probably do it enough when I taste food. I just no, gobble it up and you, swallow you and do. move on. Yeah, I do too. People have heard it okay. on this that, very show. But that's a retail thing, that we, except for Jonathan, because he diet and he takes his time and all that crap. But it's a retail thing. You eat as fast as possible. Jonathan eats fast. Okay, so, fast so, so you do too. It's work, and that works. That's from working in retail. Yeah, yeah. You know, in mail order, I'm scarfing down my food, so I'm done by the time the phone rings next. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's two down, one to go. Give me one more. I got one more unless Ed Sullivan wants to jump in. I got nothing here on Facebook. All right, Bill Falano wants to know, Dave, who is the most influential, helpful person in your cigar journey? Wow. (laughs) Wow. Going deep here. Uh, My goodness. Um, You know, early on was a a cigar rep that passed away just last year, Howard, Howard Smith. And uh, when I got into the business, he was a, a broker, and he really helped me because uh, he could have he took advantage of me big time because as a salesman and sell me what I didn't need and all that stuff, he did the opposite. He tried to calm me down and say, oh, give me 100 boxes of those. He goes, get three boxes, 
go get two boxes, mm. let's try it out, blah, blah, blah. And this is a salesman that did mm. it. To get into the real back end of the cigar industry, the finance part of it was Mike Cusano. I was going to say that for, for, my, for me as well. From the finance side, it's Mike Cusano. Real business. The business mm. of yeah. the cigar business. Eric Hansen as well. Yep. And, you know, you talk, sit around and talk to business people, um, uh, Glenn from um, Wendy's. Yeah. Um, and these people who run businesses and stuff and teaching me business things because I didn't go to business school. So uh, they took me to a different, different degree. And certainly Mike Usano did. Uh, and I remember early on, we're talking the early 90s and him saying, no, wait, you got to set your books up this way. You got to look at it, show me spreadsheets. And, you know, is there a way for you to tell me, you know, what cigars are going there? Because you, most retailers just play by their heart and feelings, right. gut feeling. And I'm, I'm telling you, your gut feeling is wrong because I was wrong. That I thought this, and then you start looking at the real numbers, and you say, oh, it's really not that, and you make informed decisions of it, and he's the guy, uh, hands down. He, he was a finance guy to begin with, right. and took me to another um, degree. For if sure. it was um, a, just from a pure tobacco standpoint, uh, five years ago, I would have said it was Nick Perdomo and only Nick Perdomo. Everyone can drink now. Uh, but last year, with uh, this past year, with Saka sharing that, article that he wrote mm. about all the different tobaccos that was a game changer for me because it was everything as opposed to just right. the nicaraguan cigars right there. we gotta gotta learn it all um all right uh, right now it's time for the poll question in a week and that's brought to you by victor sinclair and each week you can head over to the cigarauthority.com and cast your vote and i promise you this will be the last fluff question for quite some time Ooh. uh didn't you say that last week well no yeah. well <laughs> Yeah, I did, but yeah. I haven't yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you finished your Christmas slash holiday shopping yet? Yep. And the choices were, yep, all done. One to two gifts to go. About halfway there. Or well, what? I haven't even started yet. And uh, 39.7% of you have a couple of gifts to go, one to two. Uh, followed by 22% saying they haven't even started yet. Mine are all wrapped and under the tree. I got two to go, and I only have to buy from one person, and I got two to go. Well, you know, much to the future disappointment of my wife, I've finished. Ah. (laughs) And with uh, tomorrow being Hanukkah, for all our Jewish listeners, happy Hanukkah. There we go. All right, uh, question number four. Uh, You got anything, Ed Sullivan? Nothing on your side? Nothing. All right, Facebook guys, you're not putting any questions in. That's okay. Well, that's they're probably since, all over on YouTube. Since it's the bottom of the hour and we're coming up on a break, I got some rapid-fire questions from Scooter. All right, oh. g- give me two. Uh, boxes of briefs. Briefs for me? Absolutely. Bikini briefs. Yeah, I don't like bikini you briefs, see them? but briefs. They're red. Box of briefs for me. Box of briefs? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've I'm done with, it. I'm not. Ha- I'm, I'm not with a fan. Barry on the boxer. Bruce. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. No, no. And one more from the four was: uh, Are you a leg man, a foot fetish person, like the boobies, or do you prefer butts? I'm an ass man. Yeah, we all knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's not happy with I'm gonna the question. Take the, I'm going to take the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a breast man. 
You, you want to jump in and take the fifth? Well, well sculpted legs. Yeah? Oh, yeah. You got legs. Oh, yeah. Really? All the, right. They anything, were strong about it. Anything with the feet at all? Not so much Suck the feet. Sucking on the feet. toes or? Not so much the while feet. While you're admiring the legs? Now, the high heels work in leveraging the definition of the legs. So that's so a good thing. three. those were the three choices. We got a, yeah. a, a mix. Yeah. All right. So, so Dave, you Dave's, feet. Dave's the foot fetishist. I would, not I would, at all. I wouldn't want to admit to that either. Not so. at all. Not at all. I don't get that. I don't even understand it. Yeah, I don't it. understand it either. My God, that's yeah. the least. Yep. I don't it smell like cheese a little bit. It's delicious. I don't like, uh, especially on an airplane when people take their the shoes off. Oh, yeah. That's no, the no. worst. No, no, I'm, no. I'm, like, disgusted with it. That yeah. that has to stop of people wearing sandals on yeah. an airplane. And you got the window Shorts seat. Shorts and, and sandals. You got Why? the window seat and the person behind you with the window seat. Their foot manages to creep into yeah. your space. Yeah. That oh, point, I usually just manage to go point, down and lick it. I'm breaking is a toe it, at that point. Is this new since the shoe thing, the, the bomber shoe thing, and people don't wear shoes anymore? When they go on planes, because it's easier to kick their... I don't wear socks when I go on a plane, because... Why? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know either. Why Your little you... piggies what? must get pretty ripe there, Barons. I'm going to yeah. go on a plane. Let me wear less clothing. Mm. Oh, no. I want more clothing. Yes. I prefer a collared shirt and a jacket as well. I want to look like my best self. I don't do... The, I used to do the jacket on the plane all the time. Because sometimes you get bumped up when you get, uh, mm. they'll see somebody dressed up, and if there's a spot, they bump you up. But I've left my jacket twice on the plane because they say, "Can I take your jacket?" And I said, "Sure," and I didn't really mean they meant take your jacket and keep it mm-hmm. because they never returned it. And the next thing you know, I'm all off, and the next day I'm like, "Where the hell's my jacket?" I'm like, "It's on the plane," and two two expensive jackets I lost. Huh. That's what plane. you get for buying expensive jackets. Okay, so uh, early thoughts here on the uh, Intemperance Whiskey Rebellion. This is the Jefferson. It's still, for me, a little on the citrusy side in a, in a very pleasant way. And Lemon zest. The, I'm not getting, I'm not getting the, the burn from the pepper. There is pepper aroma. There is pepper flavor, but not the burn. It's more for me... On the citrus spectrum. Started at an eight, dropped down to a seven, which make, makes me very happy mm-hmm. in strength. We'll see how we, we fall up on there. Uh, I've been doing a lot of talking. The cigar stays lit for yep. me, well made, uh, packed well, beautiful. The draw brand. is impeccable. Yep. For me, the, the cigar is you get a piece of lemon rind with your espresso. Yeah. Mm. You, you give the lemon rind a little bit of a twist. twist. You rub it along the rim of the glass. Absolutely. That's what I'm getting on this cigar, that espresso with the hint of lemon. I'm going to give you a ding for that because nailed it. It's very good. Yeah, nailed it. Getting Indonesian tobacco. No, you're not. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, such a disdain it. for it, it stands out like a sore thumb. <laughs> it's problematic for me. He doesn't like Indonesian never, and he doesn't never. like Sumatran. I would say Sumatra if I'm tasting something, but Indonesia, you absolutely taste Indonesian, mm-hmm. which is very, very light. And this is not a light it's, cigar. It's not light. It's very distinctive. Really? Mm-hmm. To you, because I'm, I'm not getting it but anyway. But okay, let's take a break. We come back. We have more questions from our live audience. A lightning round from questions from the Contact Us page of the Cigar Authority. Ask us anything, the whole show. Ask us any question. We'll give you an answer. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. 
Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar-making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. This is Rafael Nodal from A Room Cigars and Tabacalera USA. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. 
And we're back with Smokin' Intemperance Whiskey Rebellion Jefferson from Roma Craft Cigars while we're answering questions from our live viewers and those that went in the Contact Us page of the Cigar Authority. And we'll get to a lightning round of that right now. You ready for some? Yeah, all these message messages were submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Steve writes, Soil to Soul, who has Didier's books? I assume it's making its way around the four of you guys. And what was the most interesting thing you learned from reading it? Well, thank you so much for that question because I got the book back today. Yes, based you on did. yours. He was sitting on it, hmm. uh, two books. Well, I hadn't touched it in about three weeks, so I'm like, you know what? Someone else can read it because I haven't been doing it. Uh, the most interesting thing you I get learned. get through one of the two, at least? I got through both of them, but I kept going back because, you know, you find some. I was reading the table of contents and then find something that was interesting and go read that chapter. Yeah, you can read that way. Um, I'm not good at reading cover to cover. I'll fall asleep. So I just had to pick one thing and at a time. But the most interesting thing is the myth in the cigar world, which is... So this book is from Seed to Soil. Seed to Soil. Uh, fabulous, fabulous book. I don't remember the website where you would get it. but you Just can, Google Seed yeah, to Soil seed book. Seed to Soil will show yeah. up. So... Uh, the it was myth. like Think Cigar. Jesus fucking think. Christ. <laughs> cigar Thinker. He doesn't talk unless remember, I'm talking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to give the answer to it while we're still talking. He wasn't asking thing. where to get the book. He was asking what's the most interesting thing you learned from reading it. And I'm trying and, to give that answer. And people don't know what book we're talking about. So I'm trying to, hmm. to, to get them on top of it. It's a good question. And I got the book back today because he did that. You would just sat on it for a long period of time. And now it can make the rounds. Larry read it from cover to cover. He's a, mm. an employee uh, yeah. that just started with us this year. I have read it all. My mother read it all. And mm. now we're working the way around it. So uh, Crazy. if either of you two want to take it next, could you hear? It's it, on my office. It was offered to me, but I'm not going to get to it right away. Okay. So I wouldn't take it and just hold it. All right. I, I mean, offered that it to would him this be morning. Ridiculous. Um, the most interesting thing I learned from it is when you smoke a cigar and you see a very white ash, the thought process was that there was high magnesium in the soil and that caused the ash to present as white. Me too. I, I learned that too. The reality is that when the tobacco has been worked properly, the part of the ash that is gray or black is uncombusted tobacco. So yes, magnesium does present as white in the ash. And so very, very white ash would be an indication of high magnesium. But a white ash is a sign that the tobacco has been worked properly and all of the tobacco has properly. combusted. Correct. And that's what yields a white ash. I thought that was pretty fascinating. Very good. Very good information. And, and that was one of the major things that I learned out of that also. Next. Jerry writes, what is the deal with Barry's limp bacon diet? Is he down 200 yet? So how big? So I'm going to tell you, Barry. Let me start yes. by saying, yeah. I lost fifty something pounds yep. the year previous. Yep. I have put all but four pounds of that back. And the holidays are coming. The holidays up. are here. I think with some hard work and determination, <laughs> I can get to my a new full, high, my full high, maybe even a new high. But I got to start right after Christmas. I got to stop this shit. So. I haven't hit 200 yet. Unfortunately, I, I went off the diet. Uh, my wife lost both of her parents. Uh, actually, Tuesday will be one year of her mom's passing. And then a couple of weeks after that, she lost her dad. We both tried to stay on the diet, but 
comfort food is important to healing, evidently, I guess. Yeah. Plus, and, it's delicious. Yeah. And my, <laughs> my wife does 99.9% of the cooking. Um, so it's been off and on, off and on. So you really only handle the bacon department? Yes, I only handle the bacon department. But you do not put it all back on? No, I take half of it off and then I cook the rest of my No, wife. you didn't put half the weight <laughs> on. Oh, no. Yeah. no. Who's on first? <laughs> Why? Second base. Um, you didn't put all your weight back no, on? No, I did not put all my weight back on. I put on about 41 pounds back. Right. Um, but right after the holidays, we're going on. I'm on it now, but... I'm, I'm going to cheat on Christmas Eve. I'm going to cheat on Christmas Day. It'll be hardcore right after the holidays again. Okay. And Jonathan is going to start eating and get off this reverse I'm going harder. I think I can get down to 162 if I really put my mind to it. And how tall are you? 6'1". Yeah, that's real bad. I'm, at, and Ed Sullivan, I'm walking around just at always the same. He, not, not Ed Sullivan used to be a big guy. You yeah. were well, a lot heavier. Not always the same. Yeah. I just don't wait as long before I get back on, okay. All right. on track. Because you just came back from a, a, a Cuban feast down in Miami. Yeah. We, we ate well. And you saw Terrence Riley, and you saw Nick Perdomo, and you saw Justo Aroa. Yes. And you went to cigar stores, and you ate like a king with it's Chef Charlie. Exactly right. Yeah. Smoked great cigars. All right. All right. Josh asks, um, hello, guys. Wondering which of the 12 days of Christmas sold the best. Mm. My guess was day one with the limited firecrackers. Just wondering. Love the show. Uh, I have to go to Barry on that. What do you think? Uh, I have to remember. I have not the, got a report yet. I have to remember what the 12 days are, um, but it was not day one, and it was not day 12. Um, was it too terrible? It, went, it went very well, so thank you all that participate and, and jump on those good deals we do, which is uh, especially this year. When we're moving into a new warehouse. We were able to mm. uh, flush out some stuff that we didn't have to carry. Um, and, and move I got on. a couple of in things I get. In terms of items sold, Don Raphael sold the most boxes. Wow. Um, Scooter sent us a care package. Oh, yeah. yes. I've given everyone except for Aaron their gifts because I just haven't seen Aaron. And I, mine isn't here, but I'm saving it for a few weeks from now for a certain episode Ooh. of mine. Uh, Did you see it in my office? No, you weren't no, in there I yet. haven't been in there yet. Oh, wait till you see this. So he writes, I don't have a local brick-and-mortar shop, so I wanted to send a care package of my own. To thank you for adopting me into your virtual lounges every Saturday morning and Tuesday afternoon. I really appreciate the work and time you all put into these shows and for building a community of friends who are happy to learn, laugh, and enjoy premium cigars together. Dave, sorry I didn't send cookies this year. No, this was great. Mr. J wouldn't have given them to you anyway. Nonetheless, I hope there's some cigar magic in this gift for you and that it adds to your superpowers of predicting our cigar future. It will. Mr. Jonathan, hoping you can appreciate this one-of-a-kind gift. It's a hat. By the way, I'm wearing it now. It says, stick the lit end in your mouth. Uh, I love it. Barry, I found this little bottle while attending my son's graduation last April in Colorado. My little brother lives in the area too, and this is their local favorite beverage, and apparently won the best of competition too. Grab some buddies and enjoy this keto-friendly drink. Here we go. Ed, who needs Lance Armstrong and his one testicle? When you, I, I added that part. Uh, ah, perfect for Ed Sullivan. Never underestimate an old man on his bike. Yeah. When we've got you to re- represent all of us cycle-loving lovers out on the roadway, you probably have a lot of these kinds of fashion options in your workout drawer, but I thought this one fits your delightful personality perfectly. Yeah, I've got another one that says cranky old bastard on the on the shirt. 
very, very, very nice people send us stuff, it, and there's no need to wonderful. send us anything. It's just so nice uh, that they do it. One more. But we, we should be buying something for you guys. It should be the opposite. So Adam, there's too many of you. Adam Churchill sent this along to us. Is he related to Winston? Oh, you didn't even open this. So what if it's and it was sent? Ridiculous? It was sent to my my care, and I did not open it. Oh, Happy this holidays is for all of us. Thanks for everything you do. Ah. He he's learned a little bit. You remember when he gave our gifts away? Gave, yeah. We didn't even see it. Yeah. Well, no, we it, we it didn't existed. know we got it. Thank you for learning something this year. Because <laughs> it looks like we can eat it. Pride's <laughs> Crossing Confections. Oh, Perfect. I like the sound. Oh, of oh, you yeah, want me and Barry is... going on a on yeah, our diet? Crack it open. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh shit! Beautiful. Oh, that shit. is there a map to say what's in what? No, there is no map. You're just gonna here. Just take the first one. Grab one. Wow, Barry, what you want? You get the confetti one. What you want to do is puncture the I'm bottom with red your finger, one. then uh, you can put it back. He goes with the flower. Uh, red flower. Ed Sullivan, I think. <laughs> Good call. I Bad think choice. this one looks like a U. Bad right. choice. Ready? Oh. Bad choice. I got to go in again. Oh, it's, it's going in not. again. Uh, mine's good because it's like it's two. Get the bar one. Yeah, but that's dark. I'm gonna. I'll go with this one. Dark chocolate. Oh, look, it's you. a double. You don't get both. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, no, do. I'm kidding. I don't care. <laughs> mine was a double. You can have mine. Anyone in the audience that wants uh, chocolate? Yeah, I want one more. <laughs> yeah, pass it around. Get it out of here. I, All right, now I'm done. I just saw a news story about heavy metals being found in dark chocolate. Yeah, that was Hershey's. So that's that fake was. news. Rock on. So, you guys take them, pass them around. Jonathan, you want. how many Please. do you have? Yeah, I'm not eating that. You can't <laughs> eat chocolate. I can eat anything I want. I don't want to eat it. Okay. In great. Next. <laughs> Next one, I'm chewing. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. Unfortunately, I can't watch live due to a work schedule, so I hope you can answer a couple of questions. Did Barry ever get a Bruno tattoo? No. No. How much weight did Barry lose? At the most, I lost 116. Mm-hmm. And we never went for Chinese because he gained it. No, we did do the Chinese. Yeah, we went for the first 100. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We never made it to the second 100. Okay, 116, that's unbelievable. Yeah. When I go back over 100, we do dinner again? Yeah, we'll yeah. keep doing it every time. <laughs> it's a new year, so we can end up doing that. Well, we have to go to Kowloon's next month, right? Comedian Tony V. Mm. It's in your calendar. It is. Yeah. You know what I'm doing for Christmas, right? It's Kowloon's? Kowloon Christmas. Oh, that's beautiful. I ordered so much. They're in Saugus, Massachusetts, which is about 30 miles away. Would you away. have to order weeks in advance? We ordered already, and they will <laughs> deliver it to our house on Christmas Day. So it must have been. It is uh, the first Chinese food order that he has not been told it's excessive because they can't see the number of people. <laughs> it's when excessive. you show up there with four people and he orders for 14 people, that's when there's a problem. Yeah, they're going to be confused. They'll, they'll expect to see all these cars for a giant party you're having yeah, at the house. I, I feel like it's wrong to have Chinese food on Christmas Day because usually there's a lot of cooking and stuff going on. But it's going to be interesting. Well, I mean, we got a whole plan. It's not like this. Jesus was uh, Asian. No, he was Jewish. You're going to hell. You know what cigar I'm smoking on Christmas, right? The baby Jesus. Absolutely. 
the Hachizo size of Atabe. That's <laughs> Atabe Hachizo's the baby Jesus. <laughs> yeah, sounds like baby Jesus. It's yes, good. close enough. Next. All right, Sean Beaudry. Ask us anything episode. Are you going to do the cigar draft again for 2023? Yes. Really enjoyed that show and the weeks of banter to follow. Will Dave remember how it works? I know a lot better. <laughs> no. I know a lot better this time. Will there be a second annual Cigar Authority weekend for 2023? This was an epic event, and I will attend. If Ed Sullivan does not want to drive, I volunteer to drive. Oh. And I will not get lost like Mr. Jonathan, and will make sure that all of my passengers get the gifted cigar. I'll tell you one thing. Do not let Chef drive. I heard two accidents, two different vehicles. Two vehicles he damaged. Had to turn both of them in. There was a a third vehicle you drove. No, no. Um, The second one didn't get damaged till the day before we were leaving anyway. And the second one was still drivable. Drivable, okay. Yeah, the first one we had to turn in. So take the insurance out. And listen, run flat tires are a blessing. That they are. Yeah. And that's what you had to do on the last day? No, that was the first rental car, the $100,000 car where he destroyed the yeah. tire and wheel. Yes. Yeah. The second one was just a broken side. So after, after he jacked up the first car, yeah. why didn't you say at that point, Chef, I'm driving? Oh, I didn't want to drive. So you're, still, you're willing to risk your life putting it in his hands Not knowing life. full well. Not life. Thank God he didn't kill our Ed Sullivan. Yeah. Well, we did switch to an SUV from a sedan because we thought maybe it's safer. Did he attempt to roll that? No, just the smash mirror. We weren't in the car, so I don't blame him. I kind of still do. I mean, it's your precious cargo. Yeah. Not that we don't have enough questions, but it's time to ask the Don from Don Raphael Cigars. Ask the Don. Brought to you by Don Rafael Cigars. Don Rafael Cigars are premium cigars. Mellow and smooth. Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael Cigars. Now, here is the question of the week. And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Casey writes, strength versus flavor. This is a part two, because he had written in before and he wasn't satisfied with the answer. Okay. Oh, boy. Thanks for answering, in quotes, my previous question Whoa. on air. However, I was looking to hear more about your personal perceptions on strength. I don't get any nicotine sensation, no matter how strong, in quotes, the cigar is. Not that I want that necessarily, but I would suppose that rating a cigar in strength is very subjective to a person's sensitivity or tolerance. It is. As a former cigarette smoker for many years ago, I was more sensitive to nicotine, but not anymore for some reason. So what I would like to know is how soon into the cigar can you recognize strength? Does it immediately feel a certain way from the first puff and stay that way? Does a strong cigar cause you to smoke slower? Are people attracted to stronger cigars because they prefer the effects? And is it a characteristic that is often mentioned but never explained in the cigar world? I'd say yes. How about a simple question, answer to, to the whole thing, <laughs> that I can detect it right away 
because I have a low tolerance for, mm-hmm. for nicotine strength. Um, and um, it does change as it goes on. Like the, And flavor, let's take this cigar, for instance, that I said, okay, start at an 8, drop down to a 7 in strength. In flavor, it's probably an 8. And that's what I'm looking for to happen, that the flavor is more prevalent than the strength. When it goes the other way around, let's take a La Flor Dominicana. Uh, like a Oro chisel. That the strength is so much stronger than the flavor that, to me, it's it's upside down and I can't do it. And I think that's often what when manufacturers talk about having a balanced blend and maybe they're blending in a lot of Lajero. Uh, Toscano, we found out this week, is all Lajero. It's a thin cigar. It, they get it to burn. It's not all that strong. Nicotine wise, yeah, but packed with flavor, flavor wise. So, I remember when I was a kid thinking that that was a very strong cigar, and now I got older, I know it's it's not. But early on, and I smoked them as a kid, that uh, they were strong. I thought, and the often thing that happens on this show is that Dave gets two puffs in. The nicotine has not hit him yet, it has. and it just is inundating his palate with flavor. And he says, oh, it's a strong cigar. It may not be all that strong. It's just very flavorful or very aggressive on his palate. And it has a lot to do with the individual. This past weekend, uh, 10 days ago, I had Sarah Zachary. It's 137 proof. I was shocked when they told me how many, what the proof number was because it did not hit me as being that strong. But it was so ridiculously smooth and you take Old Forest, the barrel proof, which is 120, comes off as much stronger. It's not as smooth, but it, it's tolerance, too. I had the pleasure to get to drink the Louis Trey, and I'm uh, not a big drinker, but I said, okay, I'm going to try this to see what it was like. And I said, I could drink this on the regular, <laughs> oh. but I just couldn't afford to drink <laughs> it on $5,000 a bottle. But it, was, uh, it wasn't all that strong, but it was high. In, in a um, liquor Proof. content yeah. of it, but whatever, I, you know, go to cigars, fermenting process it went through, whatever that went through, there was no bite to it, no uh, sharpness. It was yeah. very, very smooth. Well, uh, Chef and I had an interesting conversation with uh, Max Fernandez, okay. Eduardo's son. Yes. Because we were sitting with Terrence and he came over and asked, which of these cigars is stronger? Ah. And... It turned. Out, it was interesting because I said, "Well, there's a perception of strength, right? And spicy cigars. A lot of people perceive that yes. as a stronger cigar. So I said, I don't know which one has more nicotine, but people are going to say that the Corojo is a strong cigar. So the uh, of regular uh, Agonosa. Agonosa, which is true. Pissed off, Kristoff. Yeah. does not have an aggressive component to the smoke. It's actually on the sweet side. But the nicotine strength creeps up on you by the time you get yes. about a third of the way in. And most people that light that cigar, you get that first impression, oh, this is sweet. And they have no problem. And these are people that say they only smoke mild cigars, and I see them go over to that. And the reality is, that just creep. as Ed Sullivan's saying, the perception is, okay, that first initial flavor – this is the strength of the cigar, and that really isn't. That's yeah. the flavor of the cigar. That's why when you see Barry do his reviews on, on thecigarauthority.com, he'll do a first third, second third, third third, mm-hmm. and 
dramatically changes, what's, what's the change that's going to happen? Did the cigar build up in strength as it went on, or did it start strong, uh, strong and get start strong and get milder? Um, and, and that depends on what you like. I would rather a cigar build up for me than be turned off at the very beginning of it. But the opposite has happened. I've smoked a cigar and say, wow, it's just absolutely way too strong. I'm going negative on it. And then as I smoke the cigar... It's better and better, and you're hearing it live as we're talking. Sure. And it is what it is. I mean, we're trying to be as, as straightforward as we can and tell the truth. So we got uh, we got 10 down. I expected uh, more than this. But next week on the Cigar Authority is Christmas Eve, and uh, there will be no live recording of that show. I'm saying it to my oh. studio audience that's here. Uh, we're doing it in Dave's office and pre-recording it beforehand. Uh, but it should be an interesting show. I'll, I'll show you my office for whatever that's worth. Uh, we'll look around there. Uh, we'll have a few cocktails. Barry will be happy about that. And, we'll unveil uh, my uh, liquor of the year. Yes, revealing the liquor of the year by the liquor authority, uh, his, his liquor of the year. It's also a special gift. It, it ran a little long. <laughs> I think it was 18 minutes of there we bonus go. content. So, so a little, yeah. little bonus content. <laughs> I tried to shut it down to skip Classic 3-Way, and you were having none of it. Yeah. We're doing it. Well, he was drunk at the time. He was. <laughs> so what is your thoughts here on the Intemperance Whiskey Rebellion? This is the Jefferson by Roma Craft Cigars. As I said, this, uh, and I, don't bl- I believe it was the lighter version of this that I had in Cuba that was the best cigar I had had while I was in Cuba. Which was the EC. EC, yeah. And this is the... This is the Whiskey Rebellion. Oh, Whiskey Rebellion. So there's the EC, the BA, and the Whiskey Rebellion. This has gone toward the leathery spectrum for me. Mm-hmm. Leather, earth. There's still a back note of citrus in there. But it's far less than what it was. Far less. And we are definitely in the back third here. Yes. Yes. Strength... Six. And you guys got the band off, but I'm going to tell you, you got to be a pro. So the key, the well, key I is, spoke them all the time, the so key I'm is used the, to the, taking them the off. The Black Whiskey Rebellion part, you could peel off. Yes. The other one, you got to slide, slide it well, down. They used a monkey glue. I or? Yeah, I think he uses Gorilla Glue. <laughs> glue these. glue. Even when I take it off, see, I took it off. Well, the key. You think it's off? It's not off. The key is to slide it off. Oh, okay. Slide it down over the ash if you have a short enough I ash. You have to. Yeah, that's the way to do there it. It makes go. a mess. Yep. So I agree with Jonathan six on the strength. Yeah, because I said seven, but it started eight, went down to seven, and you guys were at six. Did it start stronger for you though? It's toned down considerably. Yeah. So I, I didn't I, find I, it to be all that nicotine laden. I, I, it was definitely more aggressive in the flavor profile, especially on that citrus spectrum right at the beginning. Well, we're gonna smoke a cigar in the next hour. I have not even tried yet, well, and. It's almost thematic with bands that have crazy glue on them because this one is also yeah, a it's, difficult it's one. To be I'm going to show you guys a trick that I learned from uh, the, the former manager here in Salem on how to get the glue to release. When we Ooh. return. When we return. So our chat room says it's uh, – so the options were 1 to 3, 4 to 6, 7 to 8, 9 to 10. Can only give four choices. Right. Uh, 59% said 4 to 6. 32% said 7 or 8. 5% said 9 to 10. And 2% said 1 to 3. Okay. It's good because there's 1,000 people smoking this. 1 season. to 3. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Some leather on your tongue. 
All right, when we come back, it's rinse and repeat. It's going to be more questions and more answers from our live audience, uh, from our live audience and from the Contact Us page of the Cigar Authority. Uh, we have the answers. Hopefully you guys have the questions. Uh, bring them in. Send, send them to us um, via the YouTube, the CigarAuthority.com, or Facebook. They're taking them live there. We have an audience here. If you guys have any questions, tell us during the, uh, the break here. And uh, Jonathan has uh, more questions from the Contact Us page of the Cigar Authority. We are live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's cigarjournal.com let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, 
roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Rick Rodriguez from West Tampa Tobacco Company. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back. We're taking questions nice from our edit. live audience and online, going through questions. Uh, we have the answers. Uh, they might not be the right answers, but we do have answers. Uh, ask us anything. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, here is a cigar. That was Rick Rodriguez, West Tampa Cigars. He's a, a contender uh, for the Cigar of the Year uh, with his brand new company, West Tampa Cigars. But we're going to smoke a different cigar from him, his second release, well, third release, because black, white, and this one, Barry, what do we have? Well, today's second cigar is the West Tampa Attic Series Number 1, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by West Tampa Tobacco Company. It's only available in one size, and we're smoking the 6x54 Toro, and it features a San Andreas wrapper, Nicaraguan binder from Condega, and Nicaraguan fillers from Condega and Esteli. A single will set you back thirteen nineteen, while a box of fourteen is one sixty three ninety nine, which comes out to eleven seventy one per cigar. That's a savings of about twenty one dollars or eleven percent off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. And if you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. What's the wrapper on this again? San Andreas. San Andreas. Mm. Beautiful. So you haven't smoked it. I have not. I've only smoked one. Box. So box. box. <laughs> yeah. um, he doubled down on boxes without smoking it based on Barry's review. Okay. I did. I know if Barry says it's good, I'm going to like it. So Attic Series, this is the number one, which means this will come out as a number two and number three. So on and so forth. We no, not necessarily in the same size or blend. Correct. I believe only 2,000 boxes of 14 were made. Wow. All right, looking forward to end up uh, lighting this up. It's beautiful, uh, and it's got a uh, – have you scanned the uh, QR code? Yeah, see? it takes you to a little video of Rick um, talking about his history. Okay, this is part of his history, his 
grandfather's attic. Yes. Right? That's where the attic series comes from. <laughs> what happened in that attic? I don't know. It could be. What happens in the attic stays in the, the attic. attic. So you may want to scan the scanner and find <laughs> out what, what ends up happening there. Or maybe you have it in your review, Barry, on the Sky Authority. Uh, I haven't had a chance to review this yet because oh. it came out as the Christmas rush was beginning. And I really had it. The only cigar I've reviewed in the last couple of weeks has been the Mirafell. Yeah, right. And I got because I, I wasn't buying one in one of those. Right. I think you posted something about it on MeWe about it being good. And yes. And I said, I'm getting them. Yep. All right. Time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. <laughs> So the footband on here, I know because the other two times I've smoked it, the footband is problematic when it comes to getting it off. You know, the the killer of it is there's glue. It's glued to the wrapper almost. Right, So you got to be really careful. And and it took a little off. So what I do is I hit this with the lighter, the actual band, and get it discolored a little bit, and that typically will release the glue so that – it just comes right off. Yeah, well, why do they have to do that? We've got to make the bands a little longer and glue paper on paper as opposed to on the band itself. Hmm. And we're going to light our cigar today with the... Dry, s- dry taste tastes like it's going to be less strong than the cigar we just had before. Dried fruit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Buttermilk. Your taste buds are off today, pal. <laughs> When I said leather, you said yes. Well, the, uh, the cold drawer you've been off. We're going to light our cigar today with the Sabre by Vertigo. Sabre by Vertigo features single action, two jets angled in for pinpoint accuracy. Those jets are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. On the side, you have a fuel window, and on the front, you've got a deep V cutter. Hmm. All on board for twenty nine ninety nine. There's that a is lot the going on with Saber that. by Vertigo. There is for twenty nine dollars. There is time for you to go to uh, your favorite brick and mortar store and get a Vertigo lighter for the stocking stuffer. Stock, uh, great stocking stuffer. How happy would you be with something I'd like be this? Thrilled. Right there, you go. Okay, one draw. It's it's not five, as strong as you thought. Four or five. It? No, yeah. I thought it was going to be strong. Toothy, nice, toothy, beautiful wrapper. I like it. Remember the uh, cookie marshmallows? Cookie. Or Malamars, rather. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm getting. Dark chocolate, little okay, graham gotcha. cracker. You know, with oh, some marshmallow. Cracker, Big marshmallow. pinwheel. Oh, yeah. Big fan. <laughs> big fan. Is there a cookie that you're not a big fan of? Probably not. I can't think of one. <laughs> I stumped him with my one yeah. question. Pecan Sandies? I would imagine you wouldn't like that. No, it's okay. In, in a pinch? Yeah. For, eat those. In a pinch. For me, it's oatmeal cookies that have raisins in them. Yeah, raisins do not belong no. in confections of any kind. Make the oatmeal cookie without the raisins. I had an oatmeal raisin cookie at a Christmas party we had the other night, and yeah. it was fabulous. What a letdown. Jonathan, I thought it was a chocolate chip, and it turned out to be raisins, yeah, and that I would was thrilled piss me it. off. I'd throw it away well, immediately. What about my carrot cake that has raisins? Yeah, it doesn't belong there. So what do you do? Oh, well, you, when you used to eat it, you liked it. You're Did not you a fan of it? I just ate it. I, I just, just don't like raisins in the cookie. I just ate it. You like raisins, mm-hmm. though? 
Uh, like I buy I don't raisins. mind them in a cake. I buy in the cake. Of there is a purpose for it. The the raisins help keep the moisture content mm-hmm. in the cake, but the, the, you don't have to eat them. So I would just throw them away. <laughs> Pick them out like yeah, insects. flick them at people. Yeah. Hey, uh, the contenders packs um, maybe all sold out anyway. They're but sold if, out. If Long you have out. it, you have till Monday next Monday. Uh, a week from Monday. A week from Monday, which is the twenty sixth. Yes. Uh, that's it, and uh, we we got work to do. So uh, get your uh, ballots in there for contenders for the cigar of the year. They are West Tampa Cigar Company, Black, and uh, this is the same person that's making the attic that we're, that we're smoking here. This is the first cigar they came out with. This is the limited release. Eleanor Rose, Terra Nova Araparique, Aganosa Leaf Corojo, Garofalo Sungrown, Nesta Miranda. Connecticut selection in Montosa Maduro. Those are the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. One of those is going to win, so you know at least it's going to be one of these. We'll have that answer for you on New Year's Eve show, which we'll pre-record also uh, that week. So right. <laughs> How many discussions have we had? Well, when mm. where can we find? T- oh, wait, we're not going to know the answer yet. Right. Every time we find a slot to record, we realize. Yeah. Oh, we won't know yet. Right. So uh, we, we'll be all set for that anyway. Uh, let's get to some uh, live questions, Barry. Cigar Crazy 87 has asked more times than I could count. How did you start United Cigars? Uh, boy, that was uh, 12 years ago. Uh, I started it off as a – because I was a member of TAA and board member of uh, – PCA, I thought there was a lack of education to retailers, um, and that was put together for that, that we had bi-weekly, I want to say Zoom calls, but it was way before Zoom. I don't know what the mechanics I don't know what, what it was. was called then, but it was going to be video conferencing. It went on for a couple of years that every other week was a video conference uh, that lasted a couple hours long, and retailers would get on there, and we would bring in uh, people to help educate us about business. And even and you would jump in in the absence of a, an yeah. expert. I remember the one of the lessons was about uh, getting a bigger dumpster than you need and having it dumped every two weeks instead of every week. Uh, and you end up to saving save money, right? Yeah, you end up saving on it. Yeah. You know, all kinds of things, you know, wasn't talking about tobacco blends and mm-hmm. stuff, but running, running their business. Um, and we incorporated some brands in there that um, would be for brands that we could not compete against because the online discounter was killing us. We looked like we were thieves and we weren't. And um, so it, became brands added into it and it was going low and slow the retailers that jumped in were the top retailers and the people that needed it the most were not partaking in this and you know would bring in these same retailers and say hey you do the class on this because you're really good at this and we were all just basically sharing with each other and it was just um incestuous at, at that point that it was just us um, and six, seven years ago, uh, Oliver Nouveau came on and, uh, he said, you know, this just isn't getting any traction. Let's, uh, change this up and turned it into a regular distribution company and distributing brands like selected tobacco and, um, you know, all the different things that he comes out. He looks at 
things like the firecracker and says you need to let this everybody have this and um, let's get this going and that going and uh, all of I got to give him you know I, I take bows for this but it's it's all of a nouveau who turned that company around unbelievable he is a he has an unbelievable palate and he really good I never claim to be a tobacco blender I go to the factories. And they blend for me, and I approve something or don't approve it, or I say, you know what, I need give this more spice, and then I try that, and I say no more than that or less than that, and you know tr- try to um, figure things out. Oliver, on the other hand, goes to the factories, and he really does it, uh, and self-taught. Uh, he's a lot of years in the business before me. I think 18 years in the business before me making cigar brands and stuff. He's awesome. He's really good. Uh, so With he, that palate, he wins the meatball. Right. Two in a row. Yeah, two in a row. and Maybe he's three. A, if he does, he holds the record because Steve Saka has two in a row also. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're tied right now. So, uh, yeah, that that's what happened to United Cigar. And, uh, you know, I... I peek in and see see what's going on because uh that's what i would do with every cigar company but uh here is uh you know <coughs> me taking a bow for something that he runs totally i funded it and started it but it's 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 a whole different game now at this mm-hmm. point it's right. in the chat barry i think a couple times people have come up with dj questions right yeah, oh, that's the next one i had lined up yeah. spencer edward asks uh yes dave and dj since uh Dave and Jay, since you were both DJs, hello, I was one too. Uh, what was your least favorite song to play, and did you have a favorite? Dancing Queen by ABBA. <laughs> wow. Least favorite? Least favorite. I thought you were going to go with by Love Shack. Love Shack, which I remixed. Before you could remix on the computer, I figured out a way to, to cut and paste to make the song from five and a half minutes to three and a half minutes, get them to root, tin roof rusted, and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I have uh, Celebration, Cool in the Gang. Uh, I still like that song. How how far back I go, right? Because everybody would always request it, especially a private party or something. Play that because we're all celebrating and play. And uh, the other one is We Are Family. Oh, hate that. That's number three. (laughs) Hate that. Which would be when, you know, a family gathering or something and they're all We Are Family. But I I played both of them a thousand times, and especially in a club that they would ask for because all the girls got Mm -hmm. together or whatever ended up happening. I'm like, oh, my God. For me, it was La Bamba. I I despise La Bamba. I broke that record over the edge of a table more times than. Things that get repetitive too much. It's just too much of the same thing. And especially those disco songs, they just said the same word over. We are family. We are family. Celebration. <laughs> it's all the stuff that's for, except for the ABBA one. I never understood ABBA Dancing Queen. Why? And it would pack the dance floor yeah. most of the time, but I hated it. I, and I could, uh, a third would probably be YMCA. Oh, that, okay, enough Stop, of that. I stopped playing that. <laughs> yeah. When I DJed, when I started DJing at the roller skating rink, we had to play it. It was on the you must play list. Because half the kids would leave the floor and go play video games and go to the concession stand when that came on. Yeah. That was Jonathan, the reason you had to play it. Did anyone make you play Macarena? No, I always liked it. Oh, that's Did you have a favorite that you like to mix in or play in its entirety? I like to start off with... Um, oh, it goes into Boogie Shoes. Damn it. Grand Funk Railroad. Oh, great. Uh, what's the cover they did? I'm drawing a blank. I always just type in Grand Funk Railroad. But uh, 
I don't have to look do, it up. Do the uh, hokey pokey? Not um, <laughs> no, not <laughs> hokey pokey. Um, oh, I got it. Some kind of wonderful. Okay, no, I like to it. start the night off with some kind of wonderful. It gets the older generation up. It's four on the floor. It's driving. I go into boogie shoes and then go into uh, Michael Jackson's Billie Jean and. By then, I got him. I could put Michael Jackson, Billy Jean as fourth of, you got to be kidding. It was the stuff that you just yeah. had to play so often. Kevin McNamara is throwing out locomotion. Locomotion was what <laughs> so I was looking for. When it's That's time to give away a centerpiece, I'll do the Grand Funk Railroad's version and get people dancing around the table. And yeah, they love it. They don't. All right. Another live. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't be the Cigar Authority without this type of question. Uh, Jesse Trimble wants to know how old each of us were uh, when we lost our virginity. Oh, God. <laughs> I was 18. 15. I was young. Too young. You're not answering? Yeah, I'll take the fifth on that. <laughs> I'm still waiting. <laughs> He's very young. Younger than 15? Yeah. What, what was You're your answer, hero. Mr. J? 18. Oh, I got you beat. Really? Yeah. Not by much. All right, question on the contact <laughs> us page. Maybe they won't be so uh, so racy. <laughs> uh, Adam Churchill writes, there's nothing good here, but if you boys are reaching, maybe something here you can turn into Cigar Authority Gold. Oh. Uh, number one, I've heard that soft spots in cigars are a negative. I've smoked a few reputable cigars this year with soft spots, which have been great, amazing smokes. Is it still a bad thing? Yeah, misrolled. It's mm -hmm. not supposed to be. It's supposed to be even, and there's people that go around feeling them. If you wonder what, what what's happening on a cigar rolling table, the, the people that go around they end up checking that because it's supposed to be evenly packed. When Another thing you're going to learn in that book um, is when the people put um, the cigars in the molds, Mm. And you put them in the molds, and they're, and they're forming into there, and you lock it in, and then you wait so long, and then you take a quarter turn, and you turn it again, and you press it. The longer you leave that in the press, if you, if you were to leave that in for overnight, that cigar is going to be burned. No soft spots. It's going to burn so good. So some of these places, they're churning and burning. they got to make lots of cigars. they got to make an average of, say, a pair makes 300 cigars in a day. So they're not giving it enough time. So if you get lucky enough that they fill their mold up, and tomorrow is the ones they're going to take it out of the mold and pull it, you're going to see uh, the cigar is going to be much, much uh, more compact. And, and, you know, you ever get a, a cigar and you say, my God, it's really uh, tight, and it's going like to be a the, tight draw. Like the draw perfect. is perfect, yeah. That's the perfect cigar yeah. that happens. So a little longer time in the press. Makes a difference. Yeah, and the, the consistency is what's important. Sometimes you can feel a hard spot in a right. cigar and know, okay, they twisted this bunch yes. of it. It's not going to burn right. Yeah. All this matters. Glenn Boyvin has a really good question. Give me it. Uh, has there ever been a cigar brand that you let go and then you realize, ah, maybe I jumped the gun and I should bring it back? And Brian, I have. <laughs> and I have. I can't think of off the top of my head what it was. I'm not batting a thousand well, for sure. The, the most recent was um, Carrillo's Cigar of the Year where you decided not to take it in. Never took it in. <laughs> and then it becomes a Cigar of the Year. And listen, when I, when I went there, they said, oh, uh, I was at a trade show. And he said, do you want to uh, uh, order any of... Um, it wasn't the last one. It was the one the before pledge. that. 
wasn't a pledge. It was the one before. La Historia. La Historia, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, you know, it's the Cigar of the Year. I didn't get on board. Mm-hmm. I said, let the people that did get on board. No, no, you've been a customer of mine mm-hmm. since the 80s. Mm-hmm. You, whatever you want to do. And I said, ah, I, I feel bad that mm-hmm. I didn't do it. Let the people end up doing Nope, nope. They let me end up doing it. So uh, very, very nice. Um, acid. I, I didn't take acid on for the first year. I'm like asylum is, is same thing. Yeah, almost two years. This is ridiculous. I'm not taking it. Asylum. It's ridiculous. I'm not taking it. And uh, then later on, you know, put my head down and call up and say, "All right, uh, I'm going to do it." Okay. And and knock on wood, they know. You know, you just can't take everything on. And I'm I'm not batting a thousand, but uh, doing pretty good. But I've I've missed. Uh, swung and missed, but you, you can imagine acid before there was acid. Mm. It's stupid name. It smelled terrible. There's no way this thing is going to make it. Uh, an asylum. There's no way anyone's going to smoke the 70 ring gauge cigar. And I was 100% wrong. But if I went back in time, I, I stand by what I said at the time. Another one asking for a cannabis show. No. All right, that's all. Uh, Adam writes, I admittedly smoke fast, even to the point where I might start to canoe a cigar. It's just a pace that's developed over the years. Talk me out of it. Cigars are meant to relax. Yeah. If you can't slow down by smoking a cigar. It, it should make you slow yeah. down. And you'll enjoy it better. Try. Smoke something stronger. Absolutely. So I learned to. that. And I can smoke strong cigars now because I just go into, uh, not that I smoke fast to begin with. I smoke slow to begin with, but I smoke even slower when it comes to a stronger cigar. And you'd see these guys, the cigar we just finished, my cigar is bigger than your cigar. Mm-hmm. That's what's left. I, mm-hmm. Because it was strong, I went slower than you guys I didn't went. know we were slapping our cigars down on the table. Yeah, we are, of course. <laughs> right now, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. (laughs) (laughs) And let's face it, travel is expensive. But what if your kid wants to visit grandma for Christmas but you can't afford it? We go way back to 1913 when an Idaho Mm -hmm. couple got creative. There were no provisions in the parcel post regulations that prohibited the sending of a person, so they decided to mail their eight-year-old daughter, who was under the only limit, which was 50 pounds. I know the story. The postage total was a paltry 53 cents in stamps, which were then attached to the girl's coat. She traveled the entire distance in the train's mail car and was delivered to her grandmother's home by the mail clerk on duty. Shortly after, human shipments were added to postal regulations where people were no longer allowed to be mailed. Which is probably a good thing because the current mail delays probably wouldn't show up till Valentine's Day, and that's not only insane. And it's it'd asylum. be as skinny as Jonathan. Yeah, you, you recognize that because I I used to I did that one. No, you didn't. Yeah, five years ago, easily. You can't mail people. No, uh, but I, that's a true story. Yes, it is. That is a true story. Okay, more questions. All right. Uh, when I smoke with others, inside or out, I try to be courteous and blow my smoke up or in another direction. Mm-hmm. No matter what I do, the smoke is drawn to those I'm smoking with. What gives? It's called Murphy's Law, man. 
happens with the fire too. You end up getting in there. I think there, it actually has to do with somebody's body heat and the heat from the smoke being attracted to the heat of the body, and it gets drawn. Well, when you're outdoors, so, I, I actually check the wind direction. Same here, sit downwind. Yeah, and end up doing it. And I've been at a resort before. I got away from all the people. It's far away from everybody. I light a cigar. I see where the wind is going. It's going the opposite direction, light and up they and still it, complain. And, but then it changes direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it happens, but... It's, it still ends up uh, changing. So it's the weird, right? It's yeah. Murphy's Law. Jay Lusena goes, uh, have you ever not taken on a cigar because of ownership, or is it only the cigar that matters? No, it's everything. Everything. Full everything. package. Yeah, yeah. Everything counts. Uh, I try to um, do business with good people, um, and um, if somebody has done wrong to me or done wrong to even other people, um, it didn't necessarily have to me. It's a it's a turn off to it and say, you know, let me. Uh, you did so many choices. You could. I don't have every cigar that I want to carry because where would I put it? There's just too too many choices. I love to when I see a new up and coming person that's just starting in business, and I want to help them along because it certainly means a lot more to them than it does to some big company that ends up having their new release or something. Give somebody a shot. Rick Rodriguez was smoking his cigar. Uh, Rick has been in the cigar business, but this is different. He's in his own business now. This is for real at this point. He's a good man, and uh, I want to support him. First, it had to be about the cigar now. I want to do it, but let right. me try the cigar. Let me try it again. Let oh, there's been the some very show. nice people that come in with dog rockets, yep. and it's yep. like, yeah, we can't do it. Can't do it. So, uh, But if you cry, you might get in. It's happened. It's, <laughs> it's, it's it absolutely happened. It's happened. Uh, Adam also writes, why aren't more people talking about the Yaya? I think it's catching on big time. I it mean, is, we're doing yeah. We're doing really good with it. Um, uh, Carlos Guillamo, that is a, a Dominican, good young man. And um, I talked to him recently. He has a baby coming any day now. Could be today. Um, and a couple weeks off after that. And he says, uh, first of the year, I'm coming out swinging, hitting the United States and going around. I want to book some event with you. Uh, uh, two different events during the year. And I said, okay, let's talk the first of the year and get you on the calendar. Uh, so he's going to come up a couple times. He said, can I come on the Cigar Authority? I said, absolutely. For sure. So uh, we'll have him there. There's another one. First time in. Uh, only been smoking cigars for four or five years. He's, he's in the in the cigar business, and uh, hopefully he becomes the next big thing. As Listen, I've been around way too long. I remember the day Nick Perdomo got in the business and Rocky Patel got in the business, and the first time Padron showed it at a trade show opening up to other retailers because it was all direct. Your retail number three with La Florida, right. La Florida Minicana. Right, and, and find the next big thing. Um, you know, I, and I got to mention this year of Adventura. I mm. thought they were going to be the golden child this year, mm. and they would. They would have been. They're, they're the ones that their factory burned down. And this is the William Ventura Cigar Factory um, and uh, William Ventura's children uh, that took the reign, and, and William's still there, but uh, the kids are now, uh, and I know William from years and years ago, made cigars for me years ago. Here's the kids coming in. I said, I got to get behind your stuff. I went down to the factory, uh, smoked a whole bunch of different cigars with them. I go, you guys are going to be huge. And 
the factory burns down. And uh, I know Oliver talked to him. He just took a trip down there and uh, spent some time with him and said, you know, they said, give us another year. Uh, to get up and rolling again, and maybe we can do a project with them or something like that, uh, which we had plans for. Well, they were scheduled to be on the show. Yes, the week before, yeah. right? <laughs> so how crazy is that? One more question from Adam. In my favorite brick and mortar, Two Guys Smoke Shop Seabrook, I saw one of the amazing employees wearing a Two Guys slash Cigar Authority hockey jersey. Mm. Why aren't those in the Cigar Authority swag section on the website? Merry Christmas. Thanks for all you do. And hope Mr. Jonathan shared some of the lectin-free chocolates I sent. That was a anniversary party or something that we yeah. had done mm-hmm. one year, and that was uh, one and done. And we had those shirts for sale, and they sat around for three years before we finally sold the last <laughs> one. So swag stuff like that just doesn't go. People expect it for free. Yeah, and they and they cost like fifty dollars a shirt. Right, yep. So uh, that was the problem there. Early thoughts here on. Uh, West Tampa, the Attic Toro, Attic Number One, right? Yes, Attic Number One. It's not even West Tampa, right? It's just it's, Attic Number One. Yeah, it's West Tampa's uh, Tobacco Company. Uh, the logo's on the back. Okay, but it's Attic Series Number One. Okay, you know the the powder that's on uh, Cool Ranch Doritos? No. <laughs> Never licked a Cool Ranch Dorito. Never. I'm not, I don't do Cool it's Ranch. Like a, it's like yeah. a ranch. Do you, do you do ranch dressing? Uh, not anymore. But you did. It's like mayonnaise. No. So I don't do it because no. of that. No, you can make it with other things. Uh, but anyways, I digress. That powder, there's a there's a little tang, there's a little spice that is going on. And the buttermilk that I got on the cold draw is fairly consistent through this uh, initial light here. Look mm. how perfect this is. This is like you want to take a picture it's of It's a white cigar. ash. Yeah, you got good combustion. Perfect combustion. You can see a little of those magnesium bumps on, yeah. the, uh, on the ash. Very complex, uh, dark chocolate note. Um, still getting a little bit of marshmallow. Of the white, black, in the Attic series, Yeah, I, I wish this was a regular production cigar. This is a great cigar. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is a great cigar. <laughs> it is. So a little bit left. You said like three boxes uh, and one. There were six as of show okay. start. All right. So they're going to go fast, but you're not going to get them. That's it. Maybe nah, we'll we make a call to see if there's any more left, but I don't think there are. Yeah, buy them heavy if there is. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, this is a great cigar. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we have a confessional. Letters in the mailbox. Hopefully, they're not questions, but they are where they are. A prize to give away and more questions. We are live in the Toscano Soundstage, and you are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision, with Miami Cigar & Company. 
Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Havana wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year, and the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hello, this is Houston Aurora from Jerry Tobacco. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back. We're answering questions from our viewers and smoking the West Tampa Attic. Number one, welcome back, everybody. We have questions. We have answers. What do you got? Scott Baker wants to know if we weren't in the cigar business, what industry would we choose to be in? Mr. Jonathan, what would you do? I would still be a DJ and a dance instructor. Because you still are. I mean, I still do it, but it's not with the same passion and fervor that I had. You would have chosen to be a fluffer. Hmm. Are you gonna <laughs> change? <laughs> are you gonna change up one of your six jokes at some no. point in the new year? No, I think fluffers do. It's getting old. I think fluffers do. What are you gonna do, Barry? I would have stayed as a PI. Yeah. I mean, I still do it a little bit on the side, uh, 
background checks and what have you. But I probably would have stayed as a PI if I didn't get in the cigar industry. And Ed Sullivan's retired. He chooses to yeah. do what he wants. That's so he, right. So he's doing this because he wants to or he wouldn't exactly. be Exactly. There we go. Uh, and I'm doing this because I want to or I wouldn't do it either. But I, w- I was in the restaurant business. I was in the entertainment business. And I, I could was- see you as a florist. No. Way. Oh, yeah. Laurie was a florist. I know That's she was, I but I could see you arranging flowers no and setting way. up events around flowers and She'll tell you, flower of the year. When she was arranging flowers and she'd go to go get something else, I'd stick a couple flowers in her arrangement as she was doing it. And you ruined and she'd it? she'd walk back and pull the, she'd know just which one to pull because obviously I don't have the talent for that. You can, you, you would do that? events, you would do events where you give out rare flower, like the lectin filled flower yeah. to make bagels. No. You'd give that away if you bought so many regular flowers. I, I've got the Floby hairstylist. <laughs> me, me and Dwayne, he, he was my old manager before Jonathan. He was with me for 20 years. We tried to buy the company. Floby? Yes. <laughs> we tried to buy it. Because I think he, it, he used it. He still uses it. I've been using it for 30 plus years. He's been using it for, say, 20 years. Because I think it may have gone away and come back. Nope, never nope. went away. We talked to the guy. He's in Texas. Huh. And uh, he's like, this is a cash cow. Are you kidding me? I'm not. <laughs> Believe it or not, I mean, the guy makes a hell of a living on it. And I think it's just marketed terribly. Yeah. And it could be something uh, in, in retail. And I love retail. Uh, I love brick and mortar retail. Um, not so much the online thing. I, I've actually never, um, you know, done any of that. That's again the uh, Barry and Ed and everybody that works on that side of it. Um, but a thing that I never did that I talked about, like if something ever happened to the cigar industry, we got this big store we're in Salem. What would I ever do? And the thought was, if this ever got shut down as a cigar shop because of taxation or whatever ended up happening, it was going to be a hot dog shop. You listen to this, Chef? This was going to be a hot dog store. And all we sell, hot dogs, french fries, soft drinks, and everything. But it was going to be the biggest, baddest hot dog place ever. And the building would be shaped like a hot dog because it kind of <laughs> is. And uh, because I, li- I love hot dogs, and I think it could be like one of those places you go from anywhere you got to come to this place because we specialize would you be in one products. of those places uh, like flows where you, they only make the hot dogs one way and you yes. just walk up and you say i'll have one or two no you could have what but i wouldn't make it complicated there's too much but we would have like the best relish and the best mustards mm-hmm. and the best whatever and people would come from everywhere uh, like we did for Two Guys Smoke Shop. Man, when we moved up here in over 20 years ago, uh, 30, it's probably 30, almost 30 years ago, yep. uh, that we moved to New Hampshire, people came from five states to come to Two Guys Smoke Shop. And we marketed and promoted ourselves and uh, different selections that we have. And still to this day, the people come from, they pass a whole bunch of other people to come to our Would shop. Would you make your own hot dogs? We would have a special one that's made just for us from the hot dog maker, just like we do with cigars. We don't make the, the cigars, but we have somebody make it to our specifications. And I never did it and always thought about it that uh, it would be a simple restaurant business. When I was in the restaurant business, it was a diner, and it wasn't simple. It was no. a lot of friggin' work. But hot dogs, french fries, and soft drinks, not a big deal. Uh, and, and I think a profitable thing. So The next time you go to the New York, New Jersey area, you have to go to Rutt's Hut then. Okay. Rutt's Hut specializes in hot dogs, and they're deep fried. 
All right, I'm in. So you order them. Is there's three different types. All I remember is the Ripper, and this thing is is the deep frying causes the shell to crack. Yeah, and it is it is destroyed. Yeah, but it is so good. All right, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm interested in it, and and you know it, and it's far away. But you lived in the area yeah. anyway. But it, it's the place to go, right? Yeah, it's so considered I, one of the best hot dog places in the country. So mine would have been bigger than that, you know. Certainly in size, right? This is a eight thousand. Can you have a hot building. dog made out of filet mignon, like a thirty dollar hot dog? Chef shaking his head. No, no. <laughs> you wouldn't want to do it. Okay, any other questions? Oh, I've got a few. All right. What do you think of storing cigars in large coolers? Short term. It's not a long term. So I know that people have success doing it. The, the issue is that the, the plastic of the cooler doesn't breathe. It doesn't interact with the environment on the inside. So whatever air you're sealing inside there, that's the air that's in there. There's no breathing whatsoever. So I know people sometimes put cedar planks in there and uh or other wood products to be able to add some breathability it still needs air it's just not a good idea for long-term storage wood is the way to go yeah a lot of reps use the cooler in their car absolutely perfect yeah Yeah. perfect they're just taking a point a to point b and it's staying sealed and it's good uh all right right now it's time for the confessional and that's brought to you by all saints cigars it's time for the confessional Brought to you by All Saints Cigars, featuring the All Saints St. Francis. Voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars. In the name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, <clears throat> confession? It's been one week since my last confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? Me? All right, I'm up. Uh, where do I have my stuff? It's the very next page after your show Th- notes. Thank you. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it, if it if it's deserves a confessional, but let me get it off my chest <laughs> because it's a true story. Um, I used to think dildos was a hostess product. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Like, I'd hear it over and over. The people would mention it. And you thought I... I like, it didn't strike you as odd that it was only women that used these Hostess products? Just would hear it over and over. Yeah. And then one day I found out that what it really was. Right. And uh, I was like, holy Good. shit. I wonder what I have said in the past. Of them. <laughs> I like those too. I'd like, you know. Here's <laughs> <laughs> a whole new meaning to it. I'm Uh-oh. a super user. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a, a tasty snack treat. That's right? right. Yeah. I guess if you dipped them in some sort of jelly or something. Or <laughs> Chapacapa says it's still Jonathan's favorite snack. New hostess dildos. Yeah, well, no. I guess we got to give you a penance. <laughs> give me a penance. He hardly needs one. Ah, oh, geez, I don't know if that's all that bad. Try to smoke at least one All Saints St. Francis cigars this week. I promise I will. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. The Cigar of the Year, and it's coming down to the end, where we're going to be picking a new one on New Year's Eve. Uh, The meatball event is sold out. 
So there are no tickets left for the meatball. But if you want to view the meatball competition, mm-hmm. you can't taste it, but you can actually see it. It'll be Thursday, January 26th. 2023 at 6 p.m. We go live on the Cigar Authority, and Oliver Nouveau will be here with uh, his whole cast of uh, competitors, and we'll see if he can uh, pull off a three-peat. If not, I think uh, we'll is, have a new champion. I think this is my year. I got, yeah, my, I got my eyes set on second place. There is no way that you can possibly win because you're going to put healthy things inside of it, and you think you're doing people a favor. Just one less bad meatball in the world. That's mm-hmm. all. No, it makes it a bad meatball. Yes. Makes it a bad meatball. But that's beside the point. We'll see how it goes. Right now, we got a prize to give away. we got three questions and a prize. All right. This week's email of the week is brought to you by Monte Cristo Cigars. And this week, they are giving away a pen that may or may not contain lotion instead of ink. It doesn't. It's a beautiful could, pen. Because if it has lotion, you could write on your hand and get the wrinkles to go away like one wrinkle mm-hmm. at a time. There's a set of rocks glasses. There's a pocket square and a lapel pin, all for the low price of sending in a halfway decent email. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and Manny writes, Wow, I was waiting for Julia Child to appear. This week we watched Dave eat goldfish like he was going to the electric chair. You argued about fried chicken. You examined the fish stick. Debated Charlie Tuna, ate pizza, drank wine, and champagne. He was beautiful. (laughs) And as a side note, you also smoked a few short cigars. All kidding aside, I love the show. Tons of fun peas. I don't know what that means. Uh, My grandmother rolled over in her her grave. Seven fishes is a powerful Italian tradition. We're going to continue it. Not included. (laughs) Keep up the great work, and that's Manny. That was a fun episode. All right, so that's Goldfish Manny. Paul, and I got to say his last name because it ties in, Swisher. Uh, No, that doesn't tie in, does it? Because you said Swiss, but it wasn't Swiss. It was Sweden. (laughs) (laughs) Feast of the Seven Fishes. Gentlemen, including Mr. J. I love the show, especially when you have industry guests. When I mentioned to my wife, I'm going outside to listen and have a few cigars. My dogs go crazy when I open my humidor. They're my cigar buddies. Nice. The Feast of Seven Fishes cracked me up. I think I lost a few IQ points listening to Dave (laughs) say a piece of fried chicken without a bone is not fried chicken. Check his cigars because the last time I checked, Chick-fil-A has made a lot of money selling fried fried boneless chicken breasts. Is is Chick-fil-A fried? I think it is. Are you out of your cotton-picking mind? It's not battered. It is battered, you... I don't think so. Oh, my God. Have you ever been? I've been. Yeah. I went. I went twice. There's one down here. Big long lines all the mm-hmm. time. Very salty and not fried chickenish. Mm. Well, it didn't have bones. It didn't have bones. But, but you I mean, wouldn't not want even to put bad. that in a sandwich with bones. Boy, I was expecting much better. Mm. Might I continue? You may. <laughs> I'm a southern boy and completely agree with Jonathan on this matter. If it is battered and thrown into hot oil. It is fried chicken, whether it's in a skillet or a deep fryer. It must be chicken. I always tell my wife how much I've learned about cigars from listening to you guys. Please tell Dave, just because he has fat fingers and likes to eat, it doesn't make him an expert on food. Oh, you're wrong. I hope to make it to a live show someday and have a cigar with you all. Merry Christmas and have a prosperous New Year, signed Paul. I'd like to read something. This is from Chick-fil-A's website. Okay. In our own kitchens, we dip the chicken in a milk and egg wash. Then we bread it by hand, 
Finally, we pressure cooked the chicken. Mm. So it's not fried. It's not fried chicken. It's pressure cooked. It's pressure fried, according to the chef. So it STFU. Says, their words are pressure cooked. They don't want to say the word fried. It's like KFC. Right. Well, I think Bunch KFC uses pressure too, right? Yeah. He's an expert. You know who makes a great <laughs> chicken sandwich? Who's that? <laughs> Wendy's. Really? You're a fan? All these other places that supposedly have the best. Believe me, I go and do research. I, I do this. People have to do it. And it, it comes down to, I think, Wendy's is, is the better. At the point you have the chef shaking his head, that's when you have to realize that you have flown the coop, if you don't chef, mind the pun. Chef had me go to Dave's Wicked Dave's hot, chicken. hot Chicken. I thought it sucked. It was greasy. <laughs> it, I, I was disappointed, and you, you actually went down one, one notch from, from that Ooh, recommendation. words. <clears throat> Seriously, there's um, three people in the world that can cook a steak better than me, and that man can do it every time. Out whatever restaurant. Well, he didn't make Dave fry, Dave's. If hot he chicken. says something's good, it's good. You you messed up, or I they take, had a bad day. I take Wendy's ahead of Dave's hot chicken. And Wendy's chicken. Dave's I, credibility I know just dropped in everyone's and everywhere by about ten points. Even uh, the other one that everybody talks about is the other. Um, Fried chicken place. Popeyes. Popeyes. Way too oily. Our, mm. chat, our chat room says they have the uh, best spicy chicken sandwich, Popeyes. Mm. Check Wendy's out. I, I know it's a, <laughs> because oh, I'm talking about the fast food joint and stuff and these other places. Thing. I disagree. Are, are the chicken square at Wendy's? I don't know. The burgers are square. Burgers are square. Chicken is not. The no. following message was submitted <laughs> to the Contact Us page of the thecigarauthority.com. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, except for Mr. J, who's hung like a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that Barry would wash the stains out of his underwear. When what to my wandering eye should appear but Mr. J dancing with men as he approached them from the rear. <laughs> big Dave was there as well. He had a long face and a big old belly. It shook when he laughed like a jar of KY jelly. <laughs> One thing I've noticed the most was that he had a lancero in his hand and it made his fingers look fat. I turned to the right to look at the North Star and I saw Ed Sullivan hotboxing his expensive car. <laughs> now I love you guys and there's not one I don't like. I even don't mind hearing the big guys breathing heavy into the mic. <laughs> As I end this shenanigans and get out of sight, I wish you all happy holidays and elected free night. Now, Signed, Scott. Dave, what about KY Jelly? Did you ever think you'd like to make a sandwich out of Maybe. that? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it goes down easy. That was very good. He should have said Merry Christmas at the end. He did. Love you guys. Merry Christmas. I just It took so long to read it. I just truncated yeah, I, Jonathan got it right this week. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you got to give it to him. Even the chat room is all over that one. They, they were all nice, but uh, let's give it to uh, the last now, guy. There's been a couple of people this week specifically, and as we're getting to the holiday season, I need people just to appreciate the fact that I'm working my balls off on the sales floor. I'm getting 30 or 40 emails a week. I, I just don't have the time to respond. So please don't send me the same email again 
that you didn't make it last week and you think now it's going to make it again and complain that no one got back to you. I can't physically get back to everybody. There's too many at this point. I have work I have to do. Hmm. So I do the best I can. I print them all out. I try to put them in order as they come. And there's just so friggin' many of them. He'll have all the time in the world come January Right, come January. Then he's all set again. It's just a couple couple weeks a year that uh, get overwhelmed. True? Yeah. A couple weeks a year. I'm still not responding to 40 emails. Hmm. But. All right. The after show, we are going to talk about um, Cigar of the Year list. Uh, somebody has come out with their Cigar of the Year list. I have uh, gripes that I want to get off my chest oh, about it. I will. Um, you know what ours is. We gave you a, a seven, which is the contenders. Um, it's very, very simple. It's a cigar that came out that year. and Readily um, available. Yeah. It's got to be good. That's how simple it is. And if you're saying the cigar of the year, I don't think you can pick something that came out in 1845 <laughs> and uh, the same shit that you do every single year. Nothing changes. It's of the year. Of mm-hmm. the year, but we'll get into that on the after show. Uh, any other questions? Let, let's let's go right to the I got because I got to do it because the classic three way. Mister Jonathan wants to take the championship at the end of the it's year. A, this isn't even the last show. It doesn't even matter. To it, me. it matters. Let's get to the classic three way, and it's brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as $2.99 for the Corona and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the classic Cuban is a real knockoff with flavors of old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes. Classic cigars. The most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. America. Classic cigars. All right, who's our champion? By my research, I believe it's Barry. Barry is the champion. It's December 17th, and we're... Working our way down to the end of the year to see who's the champion of 2022. Barry goes first. I have four questions and two tiebreakers if needed. Pope Francis, Catholic Pope, 2013, became the Pope. uh, The first uh, from the Americas, born in Buenos Aires, Argentina today. What year was he born? 1934. 34. I think it was 1941. 41. He thinks like he knows it. 1917. 17. Barry will take it. He says 34. It was 36. Barry gets a point. Barry's smart. He's obviously concussed. On to you, Ed Sullivan. Born today is Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan, American actor from the Green Mile. He died, but he was born today in Chicago, Illinois. How the hell would I know? Michael Clark Duncan. I think he was the big guy. Yeah, probably. Yeah. What year was he born? Um, 1941. 41. <laughs> I'm saying that for everything. <laughs> 1965. 65. 54. 54 for the point, Barry. 57. 
See, Barry's doing his homework. He's, he's moving along. I don't think you have a chance at the end of the year, Mr. Jonathan. He's just warming up. Plus, when he got that concussion, remember, he had a big year this year. Huge. Mr. Jonathan, the Wright brothers made their first substantial motorized aircraft flight at 10.35 a.m., piloted by Orville Wright in the Kitty Hawk. Was he related to the Orville Redenbacher? He was not. Orville Wright. It was a big name back in the day, Orville. (laughs) 1939. 1939. 1888. 1888. I'm not going to say 1941 because I think it was 1923. 23, 1928. We'll take it. It was 1903. Mm, Whatever. Barry has three points. Kitty Hawk. Kitty Hawk. Uh, I'm going to give myself half a point for that. Kitty Hawk. So it's not a shutout. (laughs) <laughs> Barry, just for the hell of it, to, to make it so you slam them completely, and this is a softball to you. National Football League Championship, first title game, happened in Wrigley Field, Chicago. Chicago Bears beat the New York Giants 23-21. to Wow. National Football League's first title game. I'm not saying Super Bowl, no. it's the first title game. 35. He says 1935. I'm going... Earlier than that. Oh, I have to come up with a number. Yeah. Um, 1924. 24. 1919. 19. 24 will take it. Ed Sullivan it was 33. You said so 35, Barry. It's not a shutout. It's not a shutout, but it was close. Uh, but it's a shadow to you. you no, I got half a point. I get, said Kitty Hawk. <laughs> no? <laughs> I gave it to myself. Look. I understand. As the official <laughs> scorekeeper. Right here. I'm the official scorekeeper. Yeah, but you usually lose. Barry track. Stein, two weeks in a row. Yeah. And here we go. We Which got a means few more. I won't win another one the rest of the year. I don't know. We'll see how that ends up going. Um, we're out of time. Do you have any substantial question that needs to be answered that this is really good? This one is very important. All right. Give All it right. to me. Whatever happened to the Great Pumpkin event with Ed? I swore he purchased a large pumpkin, and he and some guys were going to make a boat out of it and post the video online. Okay. What do you got for that, Ed Sullivan? I believe there is a video online if you look uh, for Laugh Boston on YouTube. Laugh Boston Pumpkin. Yeah. Laugh Boston. um, So were you out when the radio station took over the whole thing? I was away. Uh, Oh, Uh, they did it while you were gone. Yes. Bastards. So they they let you buy a pumpkin and then did the, the, the whole thing without you. Did it without me. Jerks. Jerks. Then didn't even invite you to the pie event. How about you, Barry? You got anything you need to, to get off your chest? No. Or anybody need I think anything? I got everybody. If I left anybody out, I did it on purpose. All right. Final Whoa. thoughts here on West <laughs> Tampa's Attic. This is the Attic number one. Uh, Dave, if, if they search YouTube for Laugh Boston Pumpkin, they'll come up with it. Wow, All that right. sounds familiar. It's called Giant Pumpkins, The Ocean, and Two Comedians, What Could Go Wrong? And you're going to see what went wrong. Oh, it went wrong. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? The very, cigar. Very it, solid. Honestly and truly, it's my third time smoking it. I put it a little bit ahead of the West Tampa Black as far as the flavor, the complexity, the combustion. It's very good. One of the best new cigars I had all year. It is not a contender. It will not be a contender next year either. Didn't make the, the time, but it is a limited release. Therefore, it is out. And my question to every manufacturer is, when you make a limited release so good as this, 
why don't this become a regular cigar? Because you have a clear, great cigar here. Well, I think the answer is clear. This was made with leftovers, and they don't have any more. Leftover what? It's a different wrapper. It's a different... Leftover turkey from Thanksgiving. What the hell do you think I <laughs> it's mean? It's not leftover from their cigar. It's because... a le- leftover from specific vintages of tobacco that they didn't have enough to make regular production. They have enough to make this limited production. It doesn't taste like leftovers. It's delicious, but it's not... Sometimes leftovers better. Leftover pizza is better than the original. Leftover turkey is better. Absolutely true, because I did it this year. Yeah, you did. He was so proud of himself. You left out balance. There's more balance mm-hmm. in this cigar than, than the black and the white. Black and white aren't bad cigars. They're great, great cigars. Cigar contender could be the cigar of the They're year. They're great cigars, but this... This is more refined. Yes. Good word. More refinderer. Refinder. Uh, Jonathan, final question. What was the lighter name again? This is the Sabre by Vertigo. All right. Twenty nine ninety nine. It features a single action, two jets angled for pinpoint accuracy. Right. It does have a big ass tank. All right. And, and it DP. has a it has a wedge cut. Yeah. Thank you. Good. And a fuel window. Oh. Right. That's it. That's, that's all it. the time we have for today. Next week it's Christmas Eve. No live audience. Doing the show from my office. Barry will announce the liquor authorities, liquor of the year as we prepare. For the cigar of the year. You had quite a bit of that. I did. Barry was pouring two fingers, but they were like two Dave fingers. (laughs) Right. Look at these fingers. If you do two fingers and you got these fat fingers, you got it. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And it's actually possible that you learned something today, which makes you The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.